Welcome to Speak to It, where we create conscious space to speak to it. This season we'll be diving into the journey of Letters of a Narcissist. This is where you get the unique opportunity to hear the letters written from my narcissist and hear the echo of your narcissist within them. Before we dive on in, just a sensitive content trigger warning for you and a disclaimer that the information used here is for educational and informational purposes only and it's not intended as a substitute for professional advice. So if any stage you do feel triggered um, or experience any signs of anxiety or the content is impacting you in any way, please act upon it responsibly and use at your own risk. While the information here has been verified to the best of my ability and is my personal opinion as well as my own personal experiences and based on my own education, I cannot guarantee that these that mistakes or errors haven't been made. So in saying that, please look after yourself. Please ensure that autonomy is used to the full capacity and if any stage you do feel overwhelmed, please press that pause button and seek the support that you need. Remember that this is a safe place. Prelude story. 25th of September 2018. Post written by Crystal in a private group. Help. Three years no contact narcissistic mother comes to my house this morning as I open the door forces her way into my home in front of my eight-year-old I take a breath get her out of, out of my house and speak to her. She cries. She's sorry She understands it all she knows where she went wrong, but she cannot heal without me in her life and It's not me then my children. I remain in my adult chair I tell her everything she needs to hear that she did the best she knew how that I love her that I forgive her But I love me more that it was never never my responsibility to heal her, then or now. She blames. I stay in my loving adult chair. I see the little girl that she's reduced to. I see her standing in my driveway crying. I tell my mum it was never her fault. There is nothing wrong with her. But I know in my heart it's not enough. I see the hope drain from her. I know, I know I just signed her death certificate. So I offer an hour with my daughter, who is eight, on Thursday, to buy me time, to give her a reason to live. But now, I can't move. I can't breathe. Did, did I just sign one life for another? Introspective. I've gone within to explore this further and find the answers, the longest part taken to work through if I was reacting from assumptions or responding from truth. The universe knocks for a reason, yeah? Obviously a fear develop of closing the door on an opportunity universe is gifted by reacting with fear or opening the door to a narcissist by responding with trust because this is not a fear of the unknown that is trying to keep me safe, it was a fear of the known. Calling in the help of my psyche because while weighted with the responsibility of human life, I could not give myself permission. My psyche, she did it for me. And just like that, the fear of the known became a truth. A truth that I was gaslit into an emotional ransom of human life. That where it comes from, that voice that says, I do not need a mother, I do not need nor want her in my life. That only one can live while we are connected 
that I love me too much to lose me to survival again. That voice, that's truth. So with an action plan developed, a self-care routine set for the next week to hold space to be gentle with myself. My age-appropriate conversation already had with my daughter explaining that this is, is the day to say goodbye to Nana. To enjoy the time with her, but we will be, ba be going back to, to not seeing her after this. She understands without fear that Nana is unwell and that although she loves us, she makes mummy feel bad about herself and that is okay to love Nana and to miss her. But it's mummy's responsibility to protect her from maybe Nana making her feel this way. She understands, my sweet little girl, only eight years old, but so wise, so filled with love that she looks out into this world with compassion and empathy. That is how I know I have broken a cycle. That my daughter feels safe enough to be vulnerable and trust this world with her heart. So in four hours, we will walk to the park. I will do my work on my laptop while they play. And then my husband will collect my daughter to walk her home. As I clearly communicate my boundaries, defining this clearly and firmly in my adult chair and let go with love and light, walking away regardless of her reaction, and engaging police if there is a concern to her welfare. It is not my responsibility to heal her. It is not my actions that have led her to this pain. It is not my fault she, if she ends her life. And if that happens, it was not my actions that caused it. She has free will. There is a whole person between me reinforcing no contact and any physical harm to herself. And that is her. That is where the responsibility sits. Not on the shoulders of my innocent inner child, my strong adolescent or wise adult. I am enough. I always was. It was never my fault. And I have permission to respond with compassion to close the door to her involvement in my life. I'll check back after the conversation has happened. Love to you all. I see you. I believe in you. And I'm proud to stand beside each of you. Objectively, it went well. I clearly communicated myself, firmly set the boundary, expressing myself with assertion and compassion, remaining emotionally detached from the judgment and prioritising my needs without getting pulled into the story or emotional entrapment. Feeling-wise, I walked away with the knowing that I had taken the right action and that radio silence, no contact, is necessary. I felt proud and lighter as I walked away, proud in myself for the strength in protecting my inner child and adolescent, and in myself as a parent, allowing my daughter the opportunity to choose her involvement, to en enable her to have a pleasant memory and closure. She left happily without any emotional responsibility or guilt, aware that this was the last time she'd see her nana. In terms of the story timeline, my narcissistic mother arrived at my house at 11am. I was in the backyard with the kids at the time, so not sure how long she'd been waiting on the door. Kids stayed in the backyard playing as I spoke to her. She said hello, her energy already in a low vibe narc, narc world of trying to be strong, which translates to victim mentality. I made sure my body language was open and confident and bouncy, my tone firm but pleasant, saying hi and then quickly taking the lead and outlining what will be happening. I told her that she has an hour with my darling daughter and she can take her to the park down the road. So if you drive there now, darling daughter and I will meet you there. That is that this will be the last time and we'll be returning to no contact, but we will talk about this later. 
She very quickly turned on the tears and tried to interrupt, but I smoothly said that the husband will collect darling daughter from the park and we will discuss the rest after that. But for the moment, enjoy the time. I gave her the directions to the park and told her we'd be there in 15 minutes, closing the door and returning to the backyard. I initially told her about no contact decision at this time for two reasons. The first, to make her aware that my decision has already been made, setting a boundary and asserting control. The second, to initially trigger her ego into survival, intentionally trigger her ego into survival mode. The assumption of losing control and then needing to reassert it. I did this to bring her patterns of behaviour to the surface, making her easier to read and give me sight to not be triggered by her. Anticipating that this would direct that this would direct her ego at wanting to control me, not my daughter, and knowing her world, the hour with darling daughter was a reward for her previous efforts. So she wasn't going to want to lose that by causing a scene. Her ego fighting to control me as a decision maker, not my darling daughter and manipulation to blackmail a decision from me. So we met her at the park. My daughter and I walking there so hubby could drive to get darling daughter in an hour and to give me a chance to become centred and present on the walk while also giving darling daughter a chance to talk about how she was feeling. My daughter said she was nervous and glad that I would be there. I validated her feelings and reassured her that there was nothing to be afraid of, that Nana won't do anything to hurt her and has never done so in the past. That Nana loves us and it's okay to love her and to express the way she feels to Nana if she wants to. But I will be close by, that I won't be playing with her and Nana or talking with Nana until after Daddy picks her up. But I will be there doing some work on my laptop and she doesn't have to do anything she's not comfortable with. She can choose to do whatever she feels good and is fun. Riding her bike or playing on the playground or hanging out with me or being with Nana is up to her. But it's a sunny day and just have fun. Darling daughter was good with that and we started talking about how well she's doing at riding her bike without training wheels. We got to the park. Narcissistic mother ignoring my direction and parking away from the playground. But we had to walk past her car to get to the playground. So told her the playground is up there and started walking that way. I know she did this as a means to try and control the environment, as this part is just a large open oval with no one around, so intentionally made her walk to made her walk away from her car. Feeling relieved as I knew she would have to walk this way to return to her car and giving me a clear exit strategy. Anyway, I sat under a tree and watched them interacting. I could see the victim mentality she was forcing into her body language as she knew I was watching. Watching, reaffirming no contact is the right decision. When I watched my narcissistic mother more concerned with the act than, than in the moment. At one stage embracing my daughter in a long mournful hug, energy dumping her shit onto an eight-year-old daughter to soothe her own needs. My daughter completely unaware that this is what Nana was doing in that moment. When her daddy arrived, I gave them a 15 minute wind, wind down warning. They sat talking, saying goodbye. I gave another warning at five minutes to start and started getting my daughter's things together. And then when it was time for her to go, reminded my daughter to say goodbye and when, and when come over and to come over when she's ready. 
She gave Nana a hug, said goodbye, and was ready. I asked if she was ready and had said everything she wanted to. My daughter was chipper and said yes, skipping towards the car, turning to wave goodbye as she walked towards her daddy, reminding, reminding hubby to let her talk about, about it and check in on her feel, feelings on the way home and to give her extra special love. I then began to walk home. I walked back over to my mother and I stood and I clearly expressed that none of this was her fault, but that I love her, but I love me more. But in this relationship, I lose myself because of the responsibility that I feel towards her. And that I love her and I forgive her and I let go with love and light. I then turned and I walked away, refusing to look over my shoulder, knowing that if I looked back, that it would break my heart and my soul, knowing that there was a show happening behind me. But with each step I took, I felt lighter. I felt more present in my body. I felt freer. I felt like me. I felt free for the first time in my life. If this did bring up any emotions for you, know that we are here and we are listening. You are seen, you are heard and you are loved. Remember that you are so worthy and stay strong. So much love and until next time, this is Speak To It.